We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Carlo Navas. With me today! Nobody. Just me today, folks. You just get me. It's been a while since we just, it's just me and chat. You know what I mean? We're gonna, we're gonna vibe. We're gonna talk. We're gonna converse. Got out of yoga. I centered myself. I feel good. Ate dinner. And we're here to converse. We're here to talk about Kyle Lowry and the potential trade. To the Charlotte Hornets. I will not talk about cap stuff. Uh, Brian Goins' Twitter account at by Brian Goins has all the information that you would want about how a possible trade for Terry Rozier and Kyle Lowry would work. Um, maybe we'll go into it later if I feel like it. But let's let's just talk about the grander situation that's happening. Because I need to forget that Joel Embiid scored 70 points because my life is over. You know, I hate that guy more than I love my own family. So, you know, we, we gotta find we gotta find a middle ground as to to find a little joy in my life as my favorite player is likely on the move to uh, the NBA equivalent of of um, of Guantanamo, the Charlotte Hornets. See, Ryan's Prevero in chat saying Lowry unfollowing our whole bench is wildly childish and disrespectful to Jimmy. That's actually not true. And I'm glad that you brought that up because uh, you can actually check about who um, you can actually check like people's follower like how many people they unfollowed in a week. Lowry hasn't unfollowed anybody this week. He just probably never followed them to begin with, which is his own kind of funny. But, you know, I don't follow all my coworkers on their social media. Um, so he didn't unfollow everybody. That's just that's just not true. He just never followed them in the first place. So take that as you will. Um, yeah, five reasons I saw that there was a report that they're working on a trade for the Hornets. And, man, it's just I feel like Kyle has been – an easy but sometimes fair scapegoat for the ire of the fans. I think that on the surface, you see a guy who's making $30 million. He was supposed to be the missing piece and an expensive missing piece. And I think fans wanted him to step in and do point guard things and also kind of do the gogi 
scoring that you know he they used to get from their point guard spot because they needed they needed rim pressure they because Goran was was aging they needed shooting they needed a, a more dynamic pick and roll ball handler they needed a guy that was going to get Bam the ball easier that to play a little bit faster they wanted a guy who can defend at that position as well because you know for all that Goran was he was pesky but he wasn't kind of this defensive stalwart that Lowry still is, by the way, and we can get into that later. So, you know, they get him. They're the one seed. I thought he played excellent. He was not putting up the counting stats that I think people wanted, and people were frustrated at the time with him. But I I thought he came on strong, and we're here now, right? I mean, he got hurt in the 22 playoffs. They lose to Boston in Game 7. I think if he doesn't get hurt, they win a championship. I just believe that. I think that they get a lot of through series quicker. I think that as a result of getting through all those series quicker, they don't, other guys don't get injured. And I like the matchup that they had against the Warriors. That's my opinion. You know, I really believed in that team. That team had, I think, the best defense a non big from a non big three Heat team that I've seen, you know, at least in the modern era. It was airtight. They can switch one through five. I mean, they, they were just. So versatile on defense. They, th- that zone that year was incredible. It was so aggressive. They had so much in the in the defensive bag. And I just really believed in, in that unit. And, you know, it's just been two years of misery since. Last season was awful, right? And Kyle was a big part, I think, why. Like, he was playing his worst year of his career. He didn't look good. He was soaking up, you know, a huge amount of salary that I think fans felt like could be allocated to better players and to more helpful players. I think that from the jump, he he doesn't fall in line. Uh, Miami runs a very militant organization. I think that when you come here, they want you to say, yes, sir, and how high do I have to jump? That's how they've been, and I think that's what fans have been conditioned to want out of guys, right? Like, LeBron did not fall in line, and Dwayne and, and the organization, like, made him fall in line. You know, if LeBron James can fall in line, you can too, Kyle, right? And I think that that's really what a lot of people wanted. Like, so Pat makes a comment about Kyle's weight, and Kyle's like, I don't got to do shit for you, bro. And I think from the jump, fans don't like that, right? Because they want, they're used to, like, the guys that come here and that are the faces of the team to have this sort of, like, professionalism and be like, yeah, whatever, whatever Coach Riley says, right? Like, I will be the best conditioned, right? And I think that that's, like, I think that's like a reasonable thing, but also like, he's just not that guy. He's not, he, he didn't need to lose weight. I, I don't really think his weight affects his play. I actually think that sometimes, you know, losing too much weight. I think we saw it with Dwayne a little bit that I think that you can absorb less contact. And I think for a guy like Kyle, and I said this at the time, like, I think he depends on having a little bit of weight because he likes to guard up. And especially because he's losing a little bit of swiftness kind of laterally. So you can't really guard, you can't really guard um, pick and roll and stuff. It, it, it was, you know, whoops. Um, so I I kind of get, you know, him being like, I don't need to do that because fitness is never a problem, right, with him. And I see Chad saying he just didn't want to be here. Well, that's not true. He didn't want to be here because he, he could have gone anywhere and he, you know, he, out of the teams that were, were in the market for him. And he chose to come here, right? And, and I think... That was something that fans didn't come off the right way. I think the fact that he was not putting up big scoring numbers put off fans the wrong way. That was something that 
I think people didn't like. Um, why is my camera thing all messed up? Whatever, regardless. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm fixing my stream setup for all the audio listeners on the pod and uh, some problem. I'll, I'll just leave it. It's not that bad. And I, I just I just think that he he's just a very surly, persnickety kind of personality. And I think I've been pretty fair with him. I think that he has not been outside of the first year. He hasn't been the solution to their problems, but he wasn't like the main driver of the issues. I think that they have a lot of systematic issues. And I also think that people that complain about his salary are a little bit unfair because a, they signed him over the cap. So they absorbed his sign and trade money while they were over the cap. So it's not like they could have gone and signed a free agent with that money. They just, they were, they couldn't, use that money because they opted into like Duncan Robinson's option and not an option, but um, cap hold. Like they didn't renounce Duncan's cap hold and like some other guys cap hold. I think they could have made that year. I think it was like something like 20, $25 million in cap space if they renounced everybody. But I, that was also like a little risky because it was like all the other guys that you wanted to keep as well. So I understand them being like, let's just operate as an over the cap team and just absorb his money. And that way, cause you know, that way we can just give him what he wants and we're over the cap anyway. So it doesn't matter. And we have an expiring salary to move later now, you know, so it's not like that was going to be money that they could have used for other guys. And I think that sometimes fans get mad at that. I do think that his salary puts them closer to the luxury tax, which makes them not want to use things like their mid-level exception. So you could say, Oh, that's like, that's the problem with his money. And I would say that I'd take it more up with ownership uh, and stuff like that. I see Carliana in chat saying he didn't want to be here. He wants to go back to Toronto. I don't think he wants to go back to Toronto. I think he wants to try to win. I mean, maybe he wants to go to Toronto and retire, but you know, he, he maybe doesn't want to be here now. I mean, I wouldn't, would you, I mean, your fan base hates you. Clearly your management hates you. Think about this. The heat don't leak anything. The Miami heat are a pretty airtight organization. And they leaked to Ethan and five reasons that he was late to shoot around because he was getting back from Toronto. Think about that. They leaked that. Why would they leak that? Because they don't like him. They don't like him and they want him gone and they're sick of him. So like for the heat, like your, your, your employer doesn't like you and your, your fan base doesn't like you. And you know, I can't blame him for, for a lot of stuff. I can't blame him for thinking he should start. I think he should still start. I don't think they have another point guard to start. And I got to be honest with you, I think Jovic kind of stinks. I don't think he's ready to play. I don't think he's ready to play real NBA minutes yet, especially not against starters. So, like, I think they've gone off to really bad starts lately. I think part of the reason is because he's not starting, but he's also played like dog shit, and I think his hand's fucked up, and he's old, and he's always kind of dealing. He always has a stretch in the season where, you know, he's like, playing bad like because he's old and he's blah 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 so i understand um see chat saying jovich is defending better than lowry i don't understand why you guys think that like what do you do you like watch like kyle on defense and again i'm not defending his play lately i, I think like for the last like couple weeks like he's been playing pretty poorly on defense that I, I don't really think like kyle's the problem defensively i think that at the point of attack like he's not a point of attack defender anymore so yeah if you're gonna say like at the point of attack is kyle like a bad defender i, I wouldn't say bad i would just say like Pretty, uh, pretty not helping, right? 
as a help defender, he's very good. He makes all the rotations. He they use Kyle as a low man. He's very good at that. He he knows exactly where to be. The closeouts are good. Like he's not a bad defender. He's a good post defender. They can switch him when they need. He's a very good helper. He knows how to smart double. So like the thing that people are like, there's more to defending than just the ball, right? And I, I think that that's one thing I'd implore you guys to look at. And I don't say that to be like a dickhead and be like, I know more than you. Like, that's not what I'm trying to do here. I'm just like, I want this to be like all of us, like we learn together. There are things about basketball that I don't know. And I'm sure that there are things that you guys know that I don't know. But he's been good. He's been like good on defense. Like he's been good to solid. And I think in the playoffs, you kind of saw in that Milwaukee series, what a game changer making a couple plays can be. And he's a guy that makes plays, right, on defense. And maybe in a, an 82-game regular season, that matters a lot less because at the end of the day, you're just trying to get through this grind of a season. You're just trying to get to the end of the line so that you can start your real season, which is the postseason, right? You need a good seating, health, all that stuff. And I think for 82, it's not, like, that helpful, right? You want a more, like, you know, you don't need to make all these, like, plays that are, you know, you don't need to swing games like that every night. But in the playoffs, you do. And that's what he, and, and again, the Milwaukee series, the Knicks series, like you saw late in games, he made plays on defense, getting steals, getting deflections, hounding guys, forcing help. Like those are the kinds of things that like I think he's valuable at. But I, I don't think that's what they need. They need to get through a, another regular season. And, and and listen, all you guys in chat are not happy. You know, Gaffman says, gee, he's he's been bad and not a team guy. The starting lineup's better without Kyle. I just don't agree with that. I think the best starting lineup that they had was Kyle, Duncan, Highsmith, Jimmy, and Bam. That's the best lineup. That's their best lineup this season, right? I think there's another one that has Kevin Love, Bam, something. I don't remember, but that one's also really good. Um, So that's, like, not true. Like, their starting lineup with Kyle is very good. Like, they're good, and I'm not, I don't have to pull up the lineup data because I know because I check often. Um, you have Ryan Spavero saying Kyle has been fine, but not enough for what we need. And that's really what I agree that we we need another point guard and Kyle doesn't get them to play big minutes. I'd say, let him expire and get what we can out of him. That's certainly a way to look at it. I certainly think that he's not the biggest problem on their team, but I think he's part of the problem, right? Because I think they need more scoring. They need more rim pressure. I saw somebody today say he doesn't move the ball. And I was like, that's just just not like you gotta be, we gotta have like honest conversations and we can't have like these bad faith discussions that he doesn't move the ball. Like we can have be like, he needs to shoot more because he needs to be a scoring threat because their offense is anemic. That's valid criticism. He doesn't move the ball. It's just not true. That's like what he wants to do. He's a connector. He's an amplifier. What his job is, what he's his role at this point is, is like what Draymond does on offense to the Warriors. He amplifies better players, right? He's a connector. He makes that extra pass. One of the best things that Miami was doing early in the season was, and I've, I've said this a bunch, and I know Dos Minutos of the Deuces makes fun of me because I, you know, I, I, get, I see like an action and I get obsessed with it. Like Miami would run a lot of pistol stuff, right? And pistols, a form of early offense. We have a, like a, a lot of movement, a lot of screening. And Kyle was really effective with him, Bam, and Duncan, or whoever would have been on the floor, it, in their pistol offense, right? And that is something that, like, you guys aren't noticing because you're watching the ball, but that's, like, what a connector does. You know what I mean? Crap said that's a depressing lineup, the the starting lineup of Highsmith and Kyle and Duncan and Jimmy and Bam. That's a good I like that lineup. That's, 
That lineup's good. Um, so yeah, like I, I just, I don't want, I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, he's everything that they need. Cause he's not, he's at this point, I think ideally he's a backup point guard who can close some games. If he's playing well, can be that connector for you can do those things that you need kind of a guy like that to do. And they obviously need more help in the backcourt, but like, that's just, we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's not who he is, right? And I understand. And I and I and I've said many times on the show, I was like, if you can get a if you can get an upgrade, you do it. Like if they trade for Rozier, like it's hard it's hard to not say they got to do that. You know what I mean? I, I think Rozier's gonna have his warts. You know, Rozier's a bad finisher. Rozier's a bad defender. But at this point, they need it. So I'm not even saying don't do it. Like if they can flip him for Rozier, you you do that. I was saying if they can flip him for Murray with stuff, you do that, right? Because Dejounte Murray's really really good. So. That to me is like obvious and I would never argue the other way. I just think that the ire has gotten out of control. People have said he's like their their least favorite heat player as much as Hassan Whiteside. 
Bro, Hassan was public enemy number one, bro. Like, come on. Like, like the ire for him has gotten to a point that I think is a little ridiculous. And that's the thing I don't get. It's like you guys just hate him, like, a lot. Like, more than you've hated anybody. And I just think that, like, when they move him and they have a lot of the same problems, I just, what are you going to do, right? I mean, maybe Rozier fixes everything if they if they do that. Uh, I saw somebody, Gumshoot, ask what's up with Lowry. I'm following all his teammates. And it's uh, said at the top of the show, sorry for the pod audience that I'm repeating. That's not true. You can check, like, people's follow lists and stuff and, like, he has not unfollowed. He never followed them to begin with, which is a different set of circumstances. And if you want to take that up, you can take that up. But he did not unfollow them. He just never followed them from the, from the start. Like I said at the top, I don't follow my coworkers. I don't follow any of my coworkers on Instagram. So yeah, we have uh, we have somebody in chat said Kyle is by far my least favorite Heat player. He's consistently pissy. I get you like him, but come on, man. Like I said, everyone just doesn't like him. He's like one of. He's like gonna top a lot of lists of like people's least favorite heat players Brian Spavero said Kyle always seemed like he was doing Jimmy a favor by being here like I think fans feel like he just doesn't like it here and didn't want to be here and I, that's fair that's fine but it's like I don't know I thought he played fine I thought he had a really good season and the last season was bad this season has been like okay and he's been good in the post he was good in the postseason last year um, and he was good and he was, I mean, he got hurt in 22 and everybody blamed him for the injury. Um, but I, I thought he was, I thought he was big in that game six while he played hurt on the road in Boston to help Jimmy kind of get over the hump there. And yeah, like Bronx Joker says, y'all dragging it. He's not that bad. I hated Deion Waiters more. Uh, he's, I don't, again, and I don't think he's that bad. I, I just don't think, I just don't think he's that bad. Like, I think that he's underperformed for sure but i think ultimately like you guys are too hard on him and you guys have the fans have just made this something else that it that it that it just should have never become and that's kind of like my umbrance with the situation where it's just all fucking day bro it's like everything is his fault everything gets solved the second he leaves maybe Maybe that's maybe that's how it works. Perhaps I don't know. I'm not. I don't know everything, but perhaps that how that's how it works. I don't subscribe to that. I do think that their issues on defense are pretty severe. I do know they they've somehow gotten to top ten on defense again. I don't like the drop. I do think that Bam took a bit of getting used to it, and I think that they've kind of. I think some of their weird lineup stuff that they've done lately is to tinker and put more plus defenders and fewer minus defenders at the same time. Like there's no more of that Jovic love Duncan lineup. I think they try to separate Duncan and Tyler as much as they can lately. So I get it. I, I think that Spoh is like doing things to configure lineups to survive defensively. I think Caleb's picked up on defense a little bit too. And that's obviously helped a lot because I think he struggled early in the season. I think Josh has gotten a little bit better, but although he's not particularly helping that much either. Um, so that's, that's, that's where we are. I see somebody else in chat say Kyle and Jimmy are assholes, but we want Jimmy. I believe that's something like what five reasons had said, um, where they're like, you know, like Jimmy's a headache too, but at least Jimmy's worth the headache that Kyle's not worth the headache. Right. So I get that too. Like 
I don't think it's like wrong to like not like him and think he has like an attitude. I like the attitude, right? Because I I don't like. I like the attitude. I like the defiance. I like the fact that he kind of barks at management. He barked at Masai, you know, like he he like very publicly, right? He would get mad and pissy. He had that stretch where they traded Demar and he went on like a fucking shooting hiatus, and it was really funny to me. Like that's just funny. I don't know. I like that. Um, I think that that's man. That's one of us, bro. Which of us hasn't wanted to tell our boss to go fuck off, right? I mean, who who among us hasn't felt that? You know what I mean? Gaffman said, no one believes that Kyle is the whole problem, but it looks like he just doesn't want to be here. A whole fan base is seeing that, so hence the hate. Bro, I wouldn't want to be here either if you all hate me. And I think that's, like, part of it, bro. Like, nobody, you all don't like him. You guys didn't like him from the start. I know because I was here. You guys didn't even want him in the first place, right? And the organization is difficult, and... If you don't think the organization is difficult, like you have to also have a reality check. Because I'm not saying he's not difficult, but so is the organization is also difficult, bro. Okay, like, and and I'll say this, he he's come off the bench. He came off the bench last year, and he played hard and he played well, right? He didn't like it, but he did it. He came to the training camp. He said he should. He thinks he should start. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that you think you should start. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. You don't have everything in life doesn't have to be yes coach, no coach. You could say you're a Hall of Fame point guard. You could say, like, I think I deserve to start on a roster without another point guard. You just you just want him to be like, I don't know, like you just want him to be subservient, which is a little weird. Like you're just obsessed with subservientism. And I, that's the thing I'm just like, bro, he's not like that. And I don't think you should want anybody to be like that. Cause you wouldn't want it. You wouldn't be like that, bro. Would you want Josh Richardson to be a point guard over you? Come on. Let's be real. <laughs> Poltergoatsum says, Hero got dedicated fans. Larry don't have that. Uh, Tomo's born says, we're all listening to one right now. Shockingly, right? Uh, I'm, I'm Kyle's strongest soldier. There's like me and like two other guys on Heat Twitter that are uh, holding it down for my man. I'm the only one. I'm, I'm here on my island. Uh, you know, and Tyler does get his hate. Um, and I think that a lot of Tyler hates unfair too. I think that Tyler's just in a wrong situation. And I think that Tyler just doesn't particularly fit with kind of the way that the heat need to play because Jimmy and Bam don't super fit well. You know what I mean? So I, I just think that there's other stuff. Um, so yeah. So yeah, guys, I, I don't know. I, I, I get, I get the organization wanting to move on. I do think that they've run kind of nasty PR smearing. They've done it with justice. They're doing it with Kyle. When they don't like guys, they act, the, the PR department acts a certain way. I'm onto those people. I know how they act. They're good at what they do. And they've weaponized the media. And it worked. Right? And it kind of is what it is. Um, I imagine Charlotte is going to reroute Kyle or buy him out. Uh, I, I just can't imagine him staying. I, I see people on the timeline laughing that he's going to be stuck in Charlotte. Like, like that's like, like that's like, man, that's hate. I, and the, the part is, it's like people get mad at me because I, I like Kyle and I want him to be here. And they, they question my fandom. Motherfucker. I'm out here hating every Celtic. Well, all you guys were like, oh man, much respect to Jalen Brunson 
for that playoff performance. I'm like, Jalen Brunson can suck my dick. Fuck Jalen Brunson. Fuck every New York Nick. Fuck every 76er. And fuck every Boston Celtic. Fuck those dudes. I won't give them an ounce of praise. Fuck that, bro. So don't question. Don't question my loyalty. Don't question my fandom. God damn, bro. While you guys were fucking saying nice things about Jalen Brunson. I've never said a single nice thing about Jalen Brunson in my fucking life. And you won't ever hear me say a nice thing about Jalen Brunson as long as he's wearing a new uniform. Okay? I won't say a nice thing about Tatum. I won't say a nice thing about Brown. I won't say a nice thing about Porzingis. Derek White in his stupid fucking head. Joel Embiid is a fat floppy fuck. Tobias Harris is a fucking loser. All those dudes. I hate them all. Hate them. But I think Heat fans just like hate other Heat players. They don't hate other... They don't hate other teams' players. They just hate. They just hate the deep player that doesn't fit their agenda, and it's been pretty miserable. You know what I mean? Like we gotta. The season has been not fun. Um. Chat saying G let it go. I did let it go. I'm doing the trade show. I, I came up here to answer to the crimes. Doing the is this not letting it go? I'm not holding on. I said that, and that's the other thing. It's like I've said that they should move him. For years. I said it last year. I was like, if they can get a good guy for him, they should move him. I just don't want D'Lo because I don't think D'Angelo Russell is very good. I don't think he's... Chat's like, are you for sure getting dealt? I don't know. I, I think. I imagine. I mean, it seems like we've reached the point of no return. The organization is leaking private things in the locker room. That doesn't happen. That, that feels over. That To me, that was... When that came out, I was like, oh, we're done here. You know what I mean? Like, that's Tim Donovan 101, bro. Like, come, if you've paid attention to the Heat, you know how this works. Like, they they, they know, we, we know what they're doing. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. Cat has 62. My God. And Beat has 70. This today stinks, bro. Today stinks. Kyle's getting traded. These dudes I hate are scoring a lot. It's rough out in these streets. Uh, they're saying if we get D'Lo, I'm coming from home to sue you. I don't want D'Lo, bro. I don't, I think D'Lo stinks and I'd rather have Lowry. Um, so this is what it is. I, again, I, if they get Rozier, I think Terry has some obviously defensive issues. I think his finishing isn't very good. Um, I think him playing point guard for Miami is going to be an adventure. And I also worry about, I also worry about like, the backcourt between Hero and Rozier, not only defensively, but offensively. So I don't know. I, I, I think that obviously like Rozier is just more helpful for them and they just can figure out the rest. If they get Rozier and then flip Tyler for maybe like uh, some help, like that be something, but they're not going to do that. They're not moving Tyler this season. And I think we know that they're not moving Tyler this season. So I don't know, guys. I, you know, I, I came here. I answered for uh, Kyle Lowry war crimes. I am doing my final apology for Kyle because the end seems near. The end seems near, lads. I, I'm not going to lie. If he makes the pass the trade deadline, I will celebrate. I don't see that happening. I think it's pretty over. I can only hope that Mickey Harrison really wants just a, some relief from the tax apron and that he keeps them and they don't want Rozier that bad. Um. I imagine that Charlotte's going to ask for stuff like a pick and probably Caleb or something. I, if they want Caleb Long, I, I, don't, I don't even know what Charlotte would want. I don't really understand the construction that is enticing for Charlotte, but regardless, um, man, chat really doesn't like D'Lo. I'm glad we're all on the same page here. I'm glad that none of us like D'Angelo Russell. We don't 
we don't want D'Angelo Russell. So I just, I just, I would just, it's going to make me sad that people are going to remember Kyle very poorly. No one likes him. That makes me sad because he's my favorite player. And I really enjoyed what he did here. I really, I know that it hasn't been all great. Even I acknowledge that, you know, I, at the end of the day, guys, I have eyes, you know, I, I can see, you know what I mean? I'm, I may be stupid, but I have eyes and I know what's going on. I see the flaws. I see what's going on. Right. I also see like what he does well. Right. And perhaps sometimes with a little bit of road, rose tinted love, I accentuate what he does well and hand wave what he does poorly. And I think I'm guilty of that for sure. But I think that like his defense has been like really solid, like the entire time he's been here. I think he's provided stability in that sense. I think he's been a huge part. I thought he was a huge part of, of why they beat Milwaukee. Um, and I don't think they beat Milwaukee without him last season. I think they don't beat New York without him last season. He fizzled out in the Boston series and he didn't really show up in the finals. Um, so, you know, it is what it is, right? Like, you know, I, I thought he played okay. And he played like the first half of the Boston series. And then he just really faded. I, I think that kind of that length in the backcourt bothered him a lot. And I think, you know, against Philly, I remember in Toronto, he had a really bad series uh, the the year that they won the title. And I think a lot of that was like length. And I, I just think he's at a point where kind of these bigger guards and, and this switch heavy stuff kind of does bother him. So, you know, I, I, I acknowledge and I see like what goes wrong and I also see what goes right. And I think I overcorrect because you guys are just, you guys go nuts, bro. You guys like people are like, what does he even do on a basketball court? And I'm like, what kind of like bad faith argument is that? Like, that's not a discussion. That's you just being a hater. And listen, I love being a hater. Like, I, I'm the first one being a hater. But, like, I'm I'm king hater. Like, we know me. Like, I live. I hate more. Hate is my guiding emotion. I hate more than I love. I hate people more than I've loved anybody. That's just, listen, it is what it is. But, man, it's sad, bro. I'm sad. We're sad. You guys are going to be happy. I mean, as long as he's not here, right, you guys will be happy and you, and at the end of the day, even if it's a lateral move, you just want him out of your lives. And I get that. I don't, I, I, I do understand that. You may not believe it, but I do get it. You know, I just, I think a lot of that's misplaced. And I think this team has a lot to diagnose that goes beyond him. I think that obviously he was supposed to be the elixir to these problems. He was supposed to be the guy that gave them some downhill juice. He was supposed to be the guy that was going to provide point of attack stability on defense. He wasn't supposed to be a help defender. He was supposed to be a guy that was going to kind of cut the, the head off the snake and all that stuff. And it hasn't been that way. You know, it hasn't. I do think that when they, when he went down in 2022, in my eyes, and I've said this a lot on this show, he, their I thought the title, I thought the title build ended with his hamstring exploding. That was the best chance to win. That was the best team they were going to have. And I just don't, I just really don't see how they get out of this. And last year, I don't know if they beat Denver even with a healthy Jimmy. I just don't. I don't. But obviously they made the finals. And when you're in the finals, you have a chance. So, you know, I don't, what do I know, right? Like, you know, they, they made the finals a year that I thought they were like pretty cooked and, and, and they were pretty done. But I, I did genuinely believe that when he hurt his hamstring because he was playing really well that season and that was the best team that they had that and that was the best kind of path to the finals as well where they had, you know, an easy first-round opponent. 
and then they had a Sixer team that I think none of us took seriously and a Boston team that I still think that they were better than, right? Uh, so, and then, you know, the Warriors in the finals, I, I do think that they would have won. I, I just genuinely believe that. So, you know, it kind of ends here. Uh, you know, they, they've gone to two M they've gone to an NBA finals and an Eastern conference finals with him on the two Eastern conference finals, right? 22 and 23 yeah. with him on the team. So it's going to be sad. He's not going to finish his contract probably, but Kind of is what it is. I do think that he'll help somebody. Um, he'll probably find his way. If he finds his way to Philly, man, that's my my nine eleven is him ending up on the Sixers. I can't handle that because I'm gonna have to hate him. If he plays for Philly, I'm just gonna have to hate him. And I'm not. I don't know if I got that in me. I'm gonna have to do it, but it's not gonna be fun. And it's not gonna be pretty, and I'm gonna have to just hate that man if he plays for Philly because I I I hate Philly more than I love Kyle. I hate the Sixers. I hate Embiid more than I love Kyle. Just is what it is, man. That's probably everybody feels like that might be the likely bio destination. I hope it's back to Toronto. If it's back to Toronto, I'm so back, baby. Oh, I could just be a Raptors fan in peace. Jokes aside. Um, but it's funny because I, I wanted to do a pod today with Nikias and I wanted to talk about the heat at the halfway point, how we kind of felt about them how we feel like they can improve what kind of how the defense is trending. Cause I do think that's a little bit hopeful, even though I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold my breath, how the offense has kind of trended all that stuff that was supposed to be the show today. But obviously like, I think the big story today was, was that and Kyle and kind of, you know, again, I, I felt like I, I had to talk about it. Right. Cause we haven't talked too much about it and I haven't done, I don't really like transaction talk. I know I don't, we don't do a lot of it on heat beat and we haven't the last few years. I just, I don't know. It's just not been super my thing. Um, especially with this group. Cause I just don't really believe that like the organization like wants to make a move. I think that they, I think they rightfully value their first round picks right now because they're, they're so good at drafting. And I think that the way that their cap is, I think that they just want kind of good players under like those team friendly draft contracts. So I get why they, I get why they like are super valuing their draft picks right now and they're not moving them for role players. And I actually don't think that that's like a stupid decision. I know that it's probably annoying as fans because you feel like you might be like a couple guys away, but you know, I think they really value their development and their coaching, which is why they've invested so much in SPO and all that, because at the end of the day, like that's really what's going to get them over the hump. And yeah, so We'll see what they do with Lowry. Probably looks like Rozier. We'll we'll see. Scary Terry. Uh, you guys will all get your wish. Bronx Joker said G fell on the sword tonight. I did, man. You guys win. I'm sad. You guys won. At the end of the day, I held out and I thought we were gonna make it to the end. I thought we were we were a couple months away from this man lasting the full contract. We were so close. And I just I it looks done. It looks done. So congratulations, Heat Twitter. I am defeated. You guys win. My Twitter name will stay Kyle Lowry Apologist. It is. I'm not fucking leaving. But we'll see. Hopefully, you know, whatever move they make can help kind of, you know, elix their offense and, you know, make them watchable again. I think Jaime being out has been awful for them, which is a little concerning how important Hawkes is to, like, their success, right? So... Maybe maybe uh, maybe we'll do more film analysis second half of the season 
we can go through some of the stuff that Miami's doing differently because I do think that once again Spo changed a bunch of stuff and I just think that's interesting that he changed a bunch of stuff. So maybe we can talk about that more. You guys gotta let us know too. Like what what kind of content do you want from us? I think that MHB is going through like a transitionary period right now. You know, we've been around for ten years, but you know, we've gone through like a lot of phases as a pod, right? Like we started off just Brian and I, and it was very like goofy and very like Levitard wannabe. And then we started to add voices. It was Christian, Alf, Leif, Alec, Micaiah, you know, that, that kind of era, Jack, Harry, like that kind of era of hippie. Um, and that we rode that for a while. Then the five reasons era. And then obviously like a lot of guys left, they went to five reasons and, and the kind of the, the little breakup that we had now we're all friends now. So it's good, but you know, so then we, it's kind of like a weird time there, you know, like where it's just like me and Brian and Christian and like filling in people. And then like Frankie came on board and it was kind of a weird era. Cause we also started streaming and it was kind of like new to us. But then hangover time happened. That was really like kind of the backbone of our operation. It was like hangover times and then like MHBs on off nights and then we kind of like, here's mixed bag. Here's muted through the groove. We had a pregame in and a bunch of people left. Kenny went to go do his own thing. You know, Alf doesn't do hangover time anymore. Brass is really busy with other stuff. So he's not super involved anymore. You know, Christian's not super involved anymore. So it's been like a, it's been like a real interesting year where I'm sure that you've noticed. It's just a lot of me, Tiff, Bon, Pablo's everywhere. I'm sure that there's an uncomfortable amount of the intern that you guys are dealing with, which was, which was why I thought that maybe tonight would be nice. If it's just me, uh, give you, you know, kind of change it up a little bit where it's like kind of a different vibe to a show. Cause I think that like part of the thing that was nice about MHB was the variety. So like, you know, kind of the variety of shows. So sorry to like take this time at the end of the show to talk about this, but yeah, let us know what, what things you guys want more of that are within reason, like hangover times not coming back, you know? So, you know, don't that's not happening we don't have the infrastructure to have pre-gaming back because we just don't have enough bodies anymore you know we're, we're really we're really thin right now we're a real skeleton crew and every time we put something out we're we're really i mean we brought jack back you know what i mean like so we're, we're trying our best here but you know let us know like what kind of stuff you guys want you want more like film stuff or whatever like at the end of the day like you know he twitter is really miserable and everybody's like anti Lowry and anti heat and like anti Kyle. And, and it's like kind of sad, but at the end of the day, like I want to enjoy it with our community. Uh, you know, we've been around, like I said, 10 years, hopefully we here for another 10, but yeah, just wanted to tell you guys that mourn, uh, pre mourn. It's like a morning pregame on, uh, on the Kyle trade. And, uh, yeah, you guys can laugh at me on Twitter and we'll have a good time. I do want to clarify. I also tweeted. I asked today if Bam was an all-star. I, I think Bam's an all-star, but I was asking the question because I'm like, he's probably like one of the last guys in because the heat have been like kind of, eh, and I think that like he's been good, but like, I think that like, I don't know. I, I just, I think he should be in, but I was just asking like, uh, I got fucking, I got fried today, bro. Like I, I was like, God damn, I didn't know. I don't know. I don't know. If they come for me like that. Like everybody's like, this guy doesn't know ball. And I was like, this guy doesn't watch. And I was like, brother, I wish I didn't watch. <laughs> have you, have you seen these games? I watch these games twice. I think I want to I think I like that shit. Hell no. It's awful. 
Bronx Joker says, uh, G will laugh hard when Lowry's still here in February. Listen, if that man's still here in February, I'm, we're, we're running it back, baby. I'm coming back here. It's just 40 minutes of me laughing. I hope, man. I hope. I love that guy. I love that guy. That guy's a champion. That guy, that guy plays the way I love. He's so annoying when he plays. And when he plays well, it's just a treat. He's so fucking smart. He's like one of the smartest players I've ever seen in my life. I think that he's like, he's a fucking basketball savant. He's so unapologetically himself in a way that I admire because I think not to be corny, but like being yourself is hard. And I think that that guy is always a hundred percent himself. And I love him for that in a world where oftentimes a personality gets washed out of you and gets suppressed because you have to say the right things and you have to appease the right people. I've always admired that he has never been like that. He doesn't care if the people that cover him don't like him, if his fans don't like him. I think that he's always himself, and I've always, always loved that about him. And, you know, I've said this before, but, like, there was a point when I wasn't sure if I wanted to keep doing Heat Beat. I didn't sure – I wasn't sure I even, like, liked basketball anymore, right? Because working – you know, working this for as long as I have, you know, on the side, this is not my main gig. You know what I mean? So I like clock into like a nine to five. And then I put a lot of time into this as well. And it was like a lot of late nights and responsibility. And this pod got way too personal, but, um, you know, I didn't watching heat games became like, I didn't, I wasn't even watching anything fun. It, it was like watching the weather channel at some point. And, um, that Raptor team, and I mean, so I, I'd been a fan of Kyle's and I really liked him for a long time, but that Raptor team in 2019 and 2018, 2019, like those years, it re, it, specifically 2019, really rekindled my love for basketball because the Heat were fucking miserable that year and covering them was miserable and ultimately like leaving Five Reasons was a really miserable experience at Heat Beat because, you know, we all felt bad and we all missed kind of the community and it split us and it was like, it was rough, right? So it was not a very fun year and basketball was not very fun and the Heat weren't very fun. And, you know, that Raptor team was like everything I love about basketball. It was like those, all those dudes were so fucking smart and they all played with so much purpose. And Kyle was really the main like element of that. Like obviously Kawhi was the best player, but like that team had Kyle's personality and I just love that guy. And I love what he's given this team. And I'm glad I got to see him in person. I'm glad I got to see him in a heat uniform. I'm glad that some people got to appreciate him. I know not everybody does. That's why, like, I get kind of bummed out when people, like, really hate him like that. And I probably shouldn't get that, like, I shouldn't probably take it that personal. I don't really take it personal, but I shouldn't get, like, that upset about it. Because, like, I think everybody has a right to, like, feel a certain way. Um, but, you know, he's just, like, I think he's a really special player. And I'm just sad that his tenure here couldn't be remembered so fondly. And I wish that people would love him because... You know, I love this city a lot and I love this team, you know, for better or for worse. And he's, I don't know, he's my goat. So that's it. Longer show than normal. Clocked in a good 45 minutes today here on stream. Twitch.tv slash Miami Heatbeat. Shout out to Blue Wire. Shout out to our audience. Shout out to my beautiful co-hosts that are have the night off. And uh, I think I have the night off on Wednesday. I hope I have the night off on Wednesday. I think you may have Bon or Tiff. Uh, hosting the post game against Memphis. Maybe we'll see. I want to play volleyball. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I play pickup volleyball on Wednesdays and I quite, I quite enjoy that. Um, 
playing sports is good. We should we should all we should all do it. It's nice to play sports and meet people and do things we like, right? And uh, yeah, so recommend that. And I'll see you guys either Wednesday, if not Thursday, for sure against the Celtics. And I will be at the Five Reasons watch party at Rock uh, this Saturday. I believe the game's at 3 p.m. Rock in Palmetto Bay. So if you want to hang out with Five Reasons and myself. I always go to support because Ethan and Alex are my friends and I want to be there for them as they throw events. Throwing events is hard and we want turnout. Rock's also a great place. I love it. I play melee there. Uh, I play Super Smash Bros. Melee in tournament as much as I can. And I will play in tournament that Saturday. So if you want to play against me in tournament and watch the heat, go to Rock on Saturday. I can't believe I'm promoting Ethan's event. You're welcome, Ethan. And I'll hopefully see you guys there or see you guys on Thursday. Somebody said, talk about Peach. Let me tell you something. I'm I'm mad at Peach right now. I, I played unranked against Mart this afternoon, and I'm just so sick of that matchup. So you don't want to hear me. You don't want to hear me talk about Peach because I have feelings about my main right now. I'm down. I'm, I'm, I'm in the pits, dog. I'm in the fucking pits. But uh, come play me uh, on Saturday. And uh, love you guys. And uh, I will see you on stream for sure Thursday, maybe Wednesday. But somebody will be on. If not me, somebody will be on Wednesday for sure. Peace.